Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk <laughs> Recorded live. <clears throat> Jay? Yes. Hey, Andy Irwin here. How are you? Hi, Andy. How's it going, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm just starting my day and had my coffee and hopefully kick in in a couple minutes. Oh, I hear you, man. I'm 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 a school bus driver. That's my full time job, and I'm up early every single morning, so I <laughs> would not would not function without caffeine. <laughs> I know, man. I know. It's like my kids have me trained where I'm 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 physically up at six, but you know, mentally not until I have my coffee. Oh, I, I'm there with you, man. Well, I'm actually, I'm actually surprised you were actually on the call before I was. I had uh, just got home from the morning break, so I like had to jump on the phone real quick. So excited to talk to you uh, this morning and do this. The movie is phenomenal. You guys did a, an awesome job. I'm a oh, big fan you. of, big fan of uh, Woodline. I did some interviews with Caleb uh, when that movie yeah. came out and. It's the first time I got a chance to talk to you. We've we promoted all four of the films, uh, starting with October Baby and Mom's Night Out. So this Thanks, is dude. actually the first time we've got a chance to talk to you. So yeah, man, that's a that's a treat, dude. I appreciate you uh, <laughs> being uh, so faithful to uh, to help get the word out, man. We we need that. And uh, John and I, my brother and I, usually kind of divide and conquer. So uh, typically, while I'm finishing the film, he's kind of fronting the film. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, man, but I'm glad to kind of finally get to come full circle and get me on the phone. Yeah, that's awesome, and I'm actually going to be talking to John here in probably two weeks, and what we're going to do with this call, this, the, the call's not live, it's uh, pre-recorded, we're going to be actually airing this on March 13th, um, the Tuesday right before the film hits theaters, Great. and the strange thing about this interview, and I don't know if you've ever done this before, but since um, it's it's always hard to get two people on the line at the same time. Uh-huh. When you hear the finished interview, it'll actually sound like I've got both of you on the same call. Oh, cool. But in reality, um, you know, obviously the calls would be recorded at different times. I did this one other time. Um, I was really nervous about it. I did this with Mac Powell and Mark Lee from Thursday with their last record. And uh-huh. Couldn't get them on the phone at the same time, but I was able to edit everything together and it actually sounded like we're on the call together That's at the awesome. same time. Well, a little, yeah, so. uh, little movie magic for the filmmaker himself. So, uh, I, yeah, I live in I live in an altered reality world with uh, with making a movie. So, <laughs> only thing that matters is what the audience feels like is real. So, I'm good. I trust exactly. you to do your thing. Yeah. So, um, what I'll do is I'm going to go through. We'll we'll go through the interview like we're like how it's going to be recorded. And what I'll do is once I follow up with the question with you, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know what the next question is. Uh, for John when he's on the line. That way you kind of know what, what I'm asking. Great. I'm going to take whatever you want. Um, go ahead and pull up my daughter's getting ready to leave for work. Okay. Mic test one, two, three. Mic test one, two, three. And make sure my microphone's on correctly. 
Yeah, and something, you know, I like I said, I never got a chance to talk to you guys about the films. And one thing I like, you know, there's so many faith-based films out there. Um, and I'm not going to mention this in the interview because I don't want to offend anybody, but there's so many faith-based films out there that are just, they don't really live up to expectations, you know, when you compare them to Hollywood pictures. And that's what I really like about your films is that you guys maintain the integrity of, you know, you know, implementing scripture and, you know, the Bible within your stories, but you guys still keep it relevant to where a mainstream audience is, is going to, you know, not only be able to follow it, but love it. And I think that I can only imagine you guys really did that with that. And thanks, man. I'm really, I'm, I always get excited to see, you know, what people, I get to see a lot of these films, you know, two and three months before they come out. And, um, it's always cool. And I'm sure you, you guys are the same way. It's always cool to see what, you know, how audiences react to them. So I, I think that this particular film, they're going to, they're, they're going to really enjoy, especially those who know Mercy Me and know the story uh, behind the band and the song. So. Thanks, dude. That means a lot. I, I'm, I'm excited about it. And I, you know, as a, as a whole, I'm excited about, I think there's, you know, a few other filmmakers that, you know, where you know, we've had a hundred years of ground to make up in film. And so you yeah. can actually broach the topic. Um, because I'm comfortable talking about it, because I don't think it's just us. I think that there's a group of filmmakers within the Christian community that we've all been pushing each other to get better and better and better. And over right. the past, you know, 10 years, I think we've been making up a lot of ground. And you see that, you know, you see the quality across the board getting higher and yeah. higher. We kind of, you know, push each other to do better and better work. And I so see it. Yeah, and I see that with you. I see that with you and your brother, and I also see that the Kendrick brothers, too. The Kendrick brothers really... Yeah stepped up to gain the faith-based film. I was on the set of Courageous in 2010, and I got to see firsthand how, how films are made, and it was just a, an incredible experience. I'm hoping maybe the next time you guys make a film, I'll be able to visit the set, because that was quite Absolutely. an experience. I would, I would love that. Yeah, the Kendricks are great friends. I think uh, John <laughs> Gunn with Case for Christ made a great film, and um, uh, Devon Franklin with Miracles from Heaven. So there's, there's yeah. a group of us that are pushing each other forward that hopefully the, the bar is rising steadily. And so yeah. uh, we're excited. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and get started because I know you got a bunch of interviews lined up today. Let me go yeah, my next one's. At, I think my next one's at ten, so I've got probably until five till. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, I'm excited to be joined by two gentlemen. On oh, before I forget, um, when we do the when I do the intro, I'm going to say, "How are you guys doing today?" I'm going to tell John the same thing. Um, I get it. You know, I can. Glad, glad for us to be here. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. That yeah. yeah. Kinda, Good. All right. Well, I am excited to be joined by two gentlemen on today's show. Both are the co-directors of the upcoming film that comes out in theaters this Friday called I Can Only Imagine. Joining me right now are John and Andy Irwin. Guys, how are you doing today? Hey, Jay. It's uh, great to be with you. We're we're both really uh, excited to be on the show. Love what you do. Well, we're excited to have both of you on here. And you know, I can tell you that I've seen the film, and it's amazing. And I guess the place to start would be the story behind the film. Andy, why don't you fill us in uh, on a little bit about this film? Yeah, um, I, I can only imagine is, uh, it's an amazing true story uh, that uh, when we met Bart Miller that wrote the song that we all love, uh, he's with the band Mercy Me, and most of your listening audience should be very familiar with his, his work. Um, when we met Bart, we heard the story behind the song that we all love, and we were floored. Number one, that this story had been told. And then secondly, that we would be the ones to get the ch chance to tell it. So it's a story of redemption. I mean, I think everybody that's heard that song, it delivers a rush of hope. 
where people you know can tell you exactly where they were when they heard it for the first time and exactly the moment in their life that they needed it. And so I think it's a deeply personal song for a lot of people. Uh, millions and millions of people. It's the number one Christian song of all time, and I mean, probably the the only song better known in the Christian space is "Amazing Grace." And so, um, uh, but everybody has that personal connection. But the cool thing is, is we get to tell what happened in Bart's life with an abusive relationship with his father. Uh, his dad, he said, his dad was a monster, and then his dad uh, had, was diagnosed with uh, terminal pancreatic cancer. And during the the, the time of uh, Bart's life, that Bart had to kind of care for his father while he was, uh, you know, growing growing up in, in in high school. He said he saw his dad change from a monster to the man he always hoped he'd be, his best friend, a man that was totally in love with Jesus. And he said, if the gospel can change that dude, the gospel can change anybody. And at the funeral, somebody uh, said, I can only imagine what your dad's seeing in heaven right now. And as Bart discovered his gift of singing that phrase stuck in his head and just played over and over and over again until one day he sat down and wrote a song for uh, for his father, imagining what he was seeing in heaven. And then that song registered, uh, you know, or, you know, was just swept the nation. So it's an amazing true story, and uh, it's a real treat. This has been the favorite thing we've ever worked on. Well, that's awesome. And, you know, over the years, you know, Bart and the band have, have kind of given tidbits here and there on what the song was about and where they, you know, you know how Bart came to write the song. But this movie really fills in a lot of blanks uh, in the story uh, behind this song. And it's, it's, not just, uh, it's not just an iconic song that's played on radio. This story, the song actually had a great story behind it. And, you know, after I watched the movie, Andy, I can tell you that it really hit on a personal level with me because, um, I, I grew up with a father just like that. My dad was abusive to me. Um, I was the oldest of three kids, and uh, the anger was always taken out on me. And when I'm sitting here watching this film, I'm like, you know, I can connect with Bart in the story in so many ways. But the, the amazing thing is, is, you know, God can do miraculous works in people's lives. And, you know, I, I went on to find Christ in my own life and was able to forgive my father despite those things that he did. And I think this movie, Andy, can go a really long way in being able to help somebody that may have a similar story to Bart's and the story behind this song, be able to find that forgiveness and realize that, you know, if God can work through somebody like that, then he can work through anybody. Yeah, I agree. You know, I I totally agree. I think that when when we stepped into doing Bart's story, we said, you know, we're about to do a portrait of your life, so we want it to have all the true events. We've just got to squeeze it into two hours. So we need you to be vulnerable, and we got to really know what makes you tick. And uh, and so Bart really let down his guard in a way that publicly takes a lot of courage, and really kind of let us know how he coped, what you know, what you know, you know, the way he kind of kept moving at 100 miles an hour to not look at his pain, and uh, uh, how he kind of deflected with humor and kind of brought him to this kind of rock bottom point where he had to go back and and, and deal with things with his father. And his dad is played by Dennis Quaid in the film, gives a phenomenal performance. Uh, And uh, it's an entertaining story. It's got got everything. It's got, you know, a great love story. It's got, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's got a lot of humor. Uh, And ultimately about somebody finding their voice and finding their dream, but in the process having to deal with forgiveness for somebody that had really wronged them. And and so I think it, it is very relatable. And I think you know, you know, every every man desires the approval of their father or father figure in their life, uh, and so to see how it's registered with men, it's not cheesy, it's not sappy, it's very real. 
and uh, you know, for men that have had an abusive father or or women that have had that, uh, it's a very cathartic experience to watch this story. And then for dads that feel like, hey, I've screwed up too much; it's too late for me. This is a you know, Arthur Bart's dad is a man that couldn't have screwed up any more than he had. I mean, he was just, but right at the twilight hours of his life, he experienced a radical encounter with grace, and it rocked the world. And so. Um, uh, there, it's never too late. So it's a it's a it's a story of hope and redemption that's relatable across the board, uh, and I, and I think people are really going to enjoy this story. Amen. I think so too. And Andy, this is actually the second theatrical movie that you guys have done that's based on a real life person. The first being the 2015 sports film Woodlong, Woodlawn. Um, how did you guys approach? I can only imagine compared to that film and other projects you worked on. It. I mean, is it difficult? being able to stay true to the real life, uh, you know, when creating a film, I know with Woodlawn and I didn't find this out until afterwards, but, um, the chaplain of the movie is actually your father in real life. And, right. uh, I'm, I'm sure that was able to give you a lot of firsthand, uh, on that story, but, you know, going to, I can only imagine how difficult was it, uh, putting this one together and, you know, how instrumental was Bart in, in helping to bring this story to the big screen? Yeah, so uh, we we really fell in love with true stories with Woodlawn. We felt like the power of a true story allows us to be overt with the gospel without it feeling uh, without it feeling cheesy, preachy, or, or propagandaish. Uh, it allows us to really be overt with the message of redemption because it's rooted in somebody's real life story. And for the outside world, number one, it helps them understand it better. And number two, uh, uh, it, it, it's it's hard to argue somebody's real life experience. And so Woodlawn was just such a, a powerful moment for us, and we really have embraced, to, instead of trying to invent a story, we just really go with what really happened. So with you know, Woodlawn was a story in the 1970s about the Jesus movement and uh, hitting a, t- a, a town that was really wrecked by racism. Uh, and, uh, and 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 uh, a lot of struggles within the community, and seeing the first the rise of the first African American superstar in the high school system in Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, so you know we we went right at the Jesus movement, and we felt like we would probably get roasted for that, uh, but the secular audience really embraced it, and because it, it felt honest to them, and so we really fell in love with stories like that. So when Bart's story came along. Number one, the music industry, and especially Christian music, is a world we knew very well because we directed music videos for years, uh, especially Christian music videos. So it was something we were really excited about. Um, but with Bart, we went into it and we said, doing a movie of your life is doing, it's not doing a photograph, that's a documentary. It's doing a portrait. But we want every moment within this portrait to be accurate and true. We've just got to kind of arrange this in the right timeline to make it fit into two hours. So it's a condensed version of your life. So in the process of a two-hour journey, the audience needs to feel everything that you felt over the course of a lifetime. And uh, and so we want that to be very emotionally accurate and to, to use utilize these moments. So uh, Bart really embraced that, and so he was involved in every step of the way. Um, he was on set, and, and the neat thing is, is like, to see it really kind of complete some things emotionally for him. So like, for instance, we have a big scene where they have a, there's an argument at the table and uh, Bart's dad gets angry and smashes a plate over his head and Bart storms out of the room. That actually happened. Uh, uh, but Bart was on set that day when it happened. And when it, when it happened, he, you know, uh, the character, the actor bolts out of the room and the Dennis Quaid kind of breaks down 
in this kind of moment of shame and then begins to pick up the pieces of the dishes after his son has left. And Bart came up to me with this tear streaming down his face, and he said, thank you. He said, I never considered what my dad felt when I left the room. And he said, to see the shame that he was struggling with really gave me a lot of compassion for my father. And so, you know, it was really cool to see it even kind of fill in some blanks for him. Uh, and so, yeah, he's very involved in the process. He's become one of my best friends. And so when we got done with it, I said, Bart, I feel like this is an accurate portrait of your life. And he watched it. He said, I love this movie. And so, um, you know, the only thing that we had to kind of arrange is getting the timeline to hit the points at the right point. So it's a condensed history. Right. All right, so this next question, um, I'm going to ask John the question first. Uh, you guys have worked with some pretty big-name actors and actresses, including John Schneider, Patricia Heaton, John Voight, Sean Astin. Uh, with this film, you worked with Dennis Quaid. Um, what was it like working with this cast and crew, for I can only imagine? And uh, have John answer that question. Then I'm going to ask you this question to kind of follow up with that one. Sure. How about you, Andy? What is your most memorable part about working with this particular cast? You know, this cast is really uh, a special one. Um, uh, John Michael Finley plays Bart, and uh, it's his first feature film. We found him, discovered him uh, on Broadway. He was the, the understudy for Jean Valjean in Les Mes, an amazing singing voice. His dad's a pastor, an associate pastor in Missouri, and he grew up going to camps here in Mercy Me Play. And the kid just really uh, does something special. He's just uh, you just really love him, fall in love with the character in this movie. I think it's, it plays a really good uh, portrayal of Bart. It'll feel very familiar to, to Mercy Me fans. But then to pair him with somebody like a, like a Dennis Quaid was awesome. Uh, and my most memorable moment was uh, there's a there's a big scene at the breakfast table where Bart has to come back and and talk to his father uh, uh, and kind of begin to you know deal with the elephant of, in the room with this abuse and. Uh, Dennis came in and he just had kicked it into another gear. It was just uh, amazing, and um, and you know we, we we discussed it early on and said that we both kind of agreed that the most powerful kind of emotion is suppressed emotion. It's not crying; it's trying not to cry. So he played the whole scene like a shook up bottle of soda pop. It was awesome, and um, uh, and afterwards I talked to him and I said, Dennis, you're absolutely killing it in this role. And he said. I love this character. Nobody's allowed me to go through a redemption like this on screen. He said, I'm always the good guy that gets a little bit better in movies. This one, I start out as a rough character, and I get to run the gamut. And he said, this is such a treat for me. And so um, to just watch that scene come to life and watch these two actors go at it uh, in this argument, and then it kind of goes into this beautiful redemption thread. Um, uh, I was just sitting back by the monitor eating popcorn just watching the movie it was <laughs> for me I felt spoiled and uh and you know it was really cool being able to show the film to Dennis for the first time at his home uh it was him and his nine-year-old twins were watching it t together and I was sitting at the front of the room and trying to respect his privacy and after it was over I turned around and said Dennis what did you think and the dude was ugly crying I'm talking ugly crying and he said that was powerful he just gave me a hug and didn't I couldn't say much he called Bart that night and they talked for about five hours and he said after Andy left he said, my kids started asking me questions about God and about heaven and things that we've never really, you know, uh, talked about before to that level. And he said, uh, he said, this is a movie about how God does his miracles the hard way sometimes. And he said, I'm totally in. And so it's been really neat to have him be a part of the process. 
That's amazing. And Dennis Quaid has always been one of my favorite actors. His, his movie, Frequency, with Jim Caviezel, is actually one of my favorite one. movies. That's a great father-son story. And I think, you know, for him, this was, um, uh, you know, the most, you know, similar in terms of tone to the you know, kind of father-son story that Frequency told. Uh, this is another beautiful father-son story in his canon of films. But, yeah, Frequency is definitely one of my favorites as well. We talked about that on set, actually. Yeah, that's cool. Well, speaking of actors and actresses, uh, kind of a what-if question for both of you guys. If you had the opportunity to work with any actor or actress of the past or present, dead or alive, who would that person be and why? Oh, my goodness. Uh, how long do you have? I'll have a list of about 30 or 40 actors and actresses. Um, I think, uh, you know, I've always had a desire to work with Mel Gibson, Um uh, we've had a chance to spend a little time with him, and I respect him as a director. Um, but I, I really just uh, – Mel is one that has been on my wish list for a long time. And my, my goal is to at least do one movie with him uh, before I, I call it a career. Um, uh, as far as um, as far as um, actresses go, um, you know, I would say that um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of um, – uh, both Octavia Spencer and Viola Davis. Probably Octavia would be on my wish list for current act, uh, actresses. I think she's there's just something really beautiful about her portrayals that she does, and she's also an Alabama girl. I'm from Alabama, and so um, uh, she's one that I would really uh, covet getting to work with at some point. I have a lot of respect for her. Uh, as far as past, I could go go on and on and on. Jimmy Stewart would be at the top of my list. Um, and then probably uh, after that would be like um, Catherine Hepburn. But you know, if, if we're if we're bringing up the past, I, I I can go into that forever. But Jimmy Stewart's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's, it's, and and that was kind of a curveball question. That was going to be a tough question for you guys, but that's that's actually cool. And you know, I've I grew up watching the classic movies, the movies my my mom liked, Jimmy Stewart, James Cagney, yep. uh, all those all those uh, those actors and actresses from the past and. You know, when when fans go this weekend and see, I can only imagine, um, you know, the same question for both of you guys. When they go and check out this film this weekend, what's the biggest thing that you want them to take away after seeing the film? You know, when, when we first started, John asked uh, the question of Bart. He said, what does the song deliver? What is it that people take away from that song that makes it so relatable? And Bart said, unquestionably, it's a rush of hope. And... um you know, John and I felt like that was our destination. So I think uh, my desire, my desire is that through seeing Bart's story and what he went through, and seeing uh, where that song came from, um, uh, I just hope it puts you know um, um, that rush of hope message on a megaphone speaker to 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 uh, any person that sees it that um, that God loves you and that uh, He can turn your greatest pain into something really special. And uh, that there is redemption for anyone uh, that wants it, that wants to receive it. And so um, uh, I think it hopefully just really um, that hope that we find in the gospel and in the good news um, that's redemption for sinners, uh, that people would just hear that loud and clear, a message of grace. And uh, and I think it's an entertaining film that they're, they don't have to be ashamed uh, to invite uh, their friends that may not know anything about Christianity, too, uh, that'll be an awesome conversation starter uh, and people beginning to understand it. And it's a, a film that'll be uh, 
uh, wildly entertaining, but at the end of the day has a message uh, in it uh, of, of hope for people that need it. And so um, that's my hope and that's my desire, and I, and I think that uh, I'm excited to see what it does. I'm excited too. Well, guys, I really appreciate you both joining us today to talk about the film. And my prayer is that the Lord can really use this movie to make an impact on people. It's a phenomenal film and can't wait to see what people think of it. Thanks so much, guys. All right, Jay. Appreciate you, brother. All right. And that's where we'll end the interview. And um, what I want to do is uh, I've got some liners that I want to check and see if you can do. I've, I, I've, I've got your numbers in here, but is there um, a, a good way to send these to you? I don't know if you have an iPhone or anything, but I'm wanting to kind of put some liners in our show once we air this here in like three uh, weeks. Yeah. Um, what, would, what would be the best way to get that to you? Yeah. Uh, uh, you mean just email it to us or, or something like that? I can email it to you. I can text it to you. I can do whatever whatever is convenient yeah, e- for you. Email, email it to me. Um, uh, mine's Irwinbro1. Uh, E-R-W-I-N-B-R-O-1 at gmail.com. And then copy in our personal assistant, uh, Lauren. Uh, It's just Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, at IrwinBrothers.com. Okay. Um, And uh, so she kind of keeps – there's so many kind of things flying at us right now that um, uh, it's hard to keep straight. uh, She kind of keeps us on task. I understand. Well, what's uh, – aside, the interview is done, but what's um, – before I let you go, what do you – what's next for you guys? Are you guys uh... – Yeah, we're – you know, we've got um, – you know, True Stories has really kind of become our, 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 our kind of our brand focus, at least for now. Um, so, oh, I love it. I, uh, I really – Woodlawn was amazing. I mean, I immediately thought of uh, remember remembering the Titans when I saw that movie, and um, it's just an incredible story. And I actually got to meet uh, Bobby Bowden last oh, cool. year who who was who went to Woodlawn High School yeah. and I didn't I found that out after after I had interviewed him and uh he he gave me the rundown of what it was like going to that school back way back then. That's awesome. So it was just an incredible story. But yeah, I'm looking forward to what you guys have coming and Thanks man. You know, yeah we've we've got we've got several. We've got a really cool one coming up next <laughs> that we're producing um called Jesus Revolution that is kind of a prequel to Woodlawn about the beginning of the Jesus movement with the hippie culture uh, right. out on the West Coast and um, uh, centering around Chuck Smith, Calvary Chapel, and, and Greg Laurie is a kind of a drug-addicted 16-year-old teen. Um, so Brent McCorkle, uh, our creative partner, is uh, uh, that wrote Imagine with John and edited it with me and scored the whole movie. Uh, he's stepping in to direct, and John and I are going to kind of slide over to produce that movie next and then we'll start mm. looking at what we're going to direct after that so it's it's an exciting um you know and there's a group of us filmmakers that it's not just me and john that there's a lot of guys that are kind of the next wave maybe behind us that um uh we're really excited about that we're uh, all collaborating to try to make as much really good product as possible so that we can kind and of you guys are doing space. you guys are doing a phenomenal job and i'm just i'm i'm so happy that we can be a, a, some small part of what you guys are doing because you guys are, it's been exciting to see these films come out. Cause I, I can tell you when I got saved, a lot of the films that came out were very, very cliche and stuff and people really didn't want to see them. But when Kendrick brothers started putting out films and stuff, that's when things started to pick up and uh, people are actually taking these films seriously now. So I think that's, Thank I think imagine can do that. So, uh, all right, man, well, it, my friend. Go. All right. You got to jump on the next call, but thanks so much, and I'll talk to you soon, brother. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. All right. Bye bye.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.